0: I'm not Joshua, but I am Mary and welcome to From the Hearts. Central Florida is widely known for its tour spots and attractions but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. So we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart. Hi everybody, I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and my co-host Joshua Vickery is not able to be my co-host today. But we decided, you know, just go right ahead and somehow we'll see if we can incorporate him into this show Uh, as you know for those of you who listen regularly and for those of you who are just tuning in i'll tell you we often start our show by just sharing a little something that has happened to us in the week and this particular week i ran into someone i haven't seen in about a dozen years he used to come regularly to a show that i did back when it was improvisation on the island and he asked how i was doing and then he asked about what are you doing on the side and i mentioned that i'm doing this particular show and he said that's you I listened to that. I'm like, yeah, I go, Well, I never knew your last name. Like, oh, okay, yeah. That's, I go, so it's great. It's like and I started wondering how many people, this is the second time in a while that that's happened are listening regular. So I just want you to know that we're going to uh, come up with a way that you can get in touch with us so that we might have incentives to meet you. Come on out and see a, uh, a concert that Joshua is often producing or a show that I'm doing. We'll find a way to find you if you find us. So that's coming up. But right now, I'm so excited that I get to do this show without Joshua. He's not here as a co-host. This is great. Um, so what I'm going to do is introduce to you the guest that I have here. <laughs> Excuse me. I have... The leadership team, part of the leadership team of Central Florida Community Arts. Now, this is an arts organization. If you've been listening, you know that Joshua Vickery founded and is the executive director. He is here as a guest, uh, and he brought some of his team. Hello, guest, Joshua Vickery. Hello,
1: I actually really love being on this side. It's a lot less stressful, but uh, but yeah, it's this is exciting. You <laughs> know, we were talking about uh, we've been doing the TV show and the radio show for about two and a half years now, and we've had so many amazing guests and artists and politicians and you name it, we've had on the show, but we haven't really ever told the story of CFC Arts or about some of the things we're doing. So thank you for giving me the opportunity, Mary. Are you
0: kidding? And if if Central Florida Community Arts hadn't happened, I don't know if we would have ever connected to the extent that we did. So I'm so
1: glad. That's true. And I don't know, you probably should, I don't know how you're going to do this show, Mary, because it is all about you, but you should tell the story of how we connected and why this show even, I know we talked about this a little bit, but... How this, even start, this show even started it was because of CFC Arts. And- yes.
0: Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'll make it a short Reader's digest version because we have a lot to cover with CFCA. Uh, I worked with Joshua, and Joshua was one of those people that would come out and say, how are you, and really mean it what are you up to? And would always want to hear the different things I was doing. And I just appreciated that. That's rare. And when he heard that I was starting a a live improvised talk show down at Urban Rethink, he was there on the very first night when I think there were four people that showed up. (laughs) And (laughs) he'd always ask. It was a
1: smaller crowd, but it was a beautiful crowd. (laughs)
0: Yes. And you helped me get some further guests down Mm. the line. And you'd always hear what was going on. And I thought, I want to make this up to this man who just does such magic. And then I learned that you lost your original place where you held rehearsals and concerts at. What was that? The public's.
1: The old Dr. Phillips building. Yes. Uh, on, yeah, Ivanhoe. On Ivanhoe, mm-hmm. where the opera and the
0: ballet also mm-hmm. shared the space mm-hmm. with you, and you had invested so much in it.
1: Yeah, we had. Uh, well, it was we had taken over the space. The opera unfortunately had already closed their doors, so we took over their space and shared the building with the Orlando Ballet. And we mm-hmm. raised seventy-five thousand dollars in three weeks to completely renovate it, and a, a few months later. We uh, we lost it. Yes.
0: Well, it was a health concern. It was. But still, mm-hmm. it, it was so I mean, beautiful in there. I wasn't my health concern.
1: <laughs> it was the. But they yeah, <laughs> yeah, they actually they actually it's an old 112 uh, year old historic building, mm-hmm. and they found um, asbestos from the old. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it used to be a power plant and such, and so the ballet and us both had to vacate within 24 hours.
0: And the opera too, yes.
1: They were already yes. they were already gone. All right, yeah.
0: all yeah. the deep breathers in that building <laughs> yeah. where you're in yeah. aerobic states and you're going. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, breathe in. That's yes. perfect. (laughs) Mm.
0: Well, so uh, because I knew you were down and out, feeling sad about that, we were supposed to have a a meeting, and we postponed ours. And then on the same day, Urban Rethink found out that they had to leave their space. Mm -hmm. And the man who ran that, his heart was broken, and I thought, let's do something special. So we arranged to have a flash mob (laughs) of choir members from you Mm -hmm. to, to come and hide themselves amongst the guests downstairs, but also in the loft upstairs, and have guests that you would want to be there. And I think we had a little video of your nephews and niece, Mm -hmm. and someone read a letter that talked about how you made a big difference in their life by dedicating a concert to them. Mm -hmm. And that was profound. And then you had people sing to you, and then people started sharing the difference you made in their life um, through your leadership, but through your genuine caring and just how authentic you are and it was so moving that I people that didn't even know you fell in love with you people we didn't even know were crying (laughs) maybe because they couldn't get out (laughs) (laughs) it was a beautiful night of celebration Mm -hmm. of people who don't even normally share like that told me they're shy or introverts shared Mm -hmm. and it just so happened friends came and recorded it so we have a copy of that for you but um you were just so Beautiful, and I'm just so happy, as you still are, you haven't changed, um, <laughs> We're that, so beautiful. that your world has is continuing to grow with people around you that hold you high.
1: Well, it was a really special night for me, and the way that you operate, you always think about what what can make people feel really valued, and so you, you found certain points of my life at that point, especially my, my nef- nep- nephews and niece, who I adore very much, it was past their bedtime, so she had created a video of them at bedtime saying, it's past our bedtime, but we love you, Uncle Josh, and we think you're great, and this whole thing that they played, and it was really
0: I incredible. I love that they, they tried to conduct like their uncle, so yes, they pretended they conducting, conduct and then and the older one, like, pushed the little one, and it was <laughs> just so silly and playful, but it was, it made us laugh.
1: It was very much them. But then after that night, you know, we wanted to make sure that this, the conversation that we had that night, and that safe place to really talk about art, and, and people, and community, that it would continue and that started the journey of mm-hmm. our um podcast and then our iphone videos that we posted on youtube and then the thing the library and then the tv show and now here on magic so mm-hmm. it's very very cool journey and thank friend. you to
0: chris for uh, opening this space yeah, for us absolutely wonderful chris if you're listening thank you um well i thought since you're here uh would you three members of your team those that are here and not would you introduce them and And um, tell us a little something that they add that you're so grateful for as you introduce them.
1: Sure. So I have an amazing team and I wish I could have them all on the show so that they could talk about the beauty of CFC Arts. But the three people that I have today are actually um, one's hiding behind the TV screen. Uh, The three that I have today really represent very different parts of our organization and how important each one of those parts are. Um so first is Katherine Gray who's our senior director of education and youth programs. She's also one of my very best friends and we've been friends for many 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 years and she's one of the founders of this of this organization. She really created our youth programs and our education. So literally hundreds of students have been impacted through through her work and so she um she oversees all of that and i love her dearly and she's actually about to start a new journey she's moving to california because she just adopted a baby no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she moved <laughs> uh, let me correct that it's just an inside joke she uh, actually is uh moving out to seattle or portland uh and going to start a family and uh that's been a dream of hers and so uh, in a few months, she's going to be transitioning out. And so we're looking to what is the next steps for our youth programs. We've got some great people that we're looking at. And then Russell Stevens is our development manager. So in the world of nonprofits, development is extremely important. That's all of your fundraising efforts uh, that we have. And so um, Russell manages all of those things from special events to our big annual breakfast to our the uh, our fundraising efforts through different campaigns. Um, he works with a team who manages all the databasing of all of our donors and all that fun stuff so but Russell's also a performer at heart that's how we found him and got to know him um I uh, first saw Russell perform at um, the show at SeaWorld, and I can't think of it right now a wondrous oh night. wondrous <laughs> night that's the first time I ever saw Russell perform before I even knew him and uh and he's done that show several years uh, but then came and was a part of Legacy and did some summer shows with us and we talked to Russell about opportunities here his name kept coming up. And uh, he's been an amazing addition to the team. He has the heart uh, of service that our organization embodies. He loves the arts and he's one of these people who wants things to be done right and done with quality and to be represent, representative of, of who we are. And so I'm very proud of Russell. We work very closely together, probably the most closely now that I work with any team member, uh, now that we have a growing team, uh, because I'm still our major fundraiser for the organization. So we work together on that. So, mm. And then we have Sean Middlebrook, who has found his way back home to the Mecca of CFC Arts. <laughs> uh, Sean is our Senior Director of Creative Development and Production. So Sean has a really big role in that he oversees everything that happens Uh, from a show perspective front of house on stage the creative process leading up to the shows um, all of our production staffing and budgets so really the artistic side of who we are, Sean oversees all of that. So it's a really big role.
0: And when you say shows, do you mean the concerts and the plays? Everything. And the choir and the orchestra and the youth Everything. orchestra and the child orchestra? Oh my yeah. goodness, you're he busy. Is,
1: he is the guy oh right my. under me who who and works on all a lot. of that.
2: <laughs> oh my.
1: But Sean actually is a, another great story of how people get involved as a volunteer, then start to do some production work as stage managing, and then... Um, Sean became so involved. He was volunteering so much and sometimes getting little small stipends here and there became such a big part of our organization. When he left to go work for Disney Cruise Lines, the organization presented him with a laptop and maybe it was before you left, but Mm. we gave him a laptop that he still uses. (laughs) But he was just a really rock star um, production volunteer for us. And then he left for a couple of years to pursue a really cool thing with Disney Cruise Lines. And when this job was approved by our board, I knew that it had to be the right heart the right passion, um, a a good understanding of all the creative and production side of things, but also somebody who was a little bit OCD, (laughs) a little bit, um, who could go in and really um, put processes in place and to really start to streamline how we do things as an organization because we are so big and Mm. offer so many things. So very grateful and thankful to have Sean here on the team.
0: You've picked an amazing team, Joshua. You have a good eye for picking who is going to stand out at certain jobs? What's the secret to that?
1: Um, honestly, what, what's worked for us is that I don't always look for the, um, the, the, the working quality. Like I don't look for the skill in a person. I look for the heart in a person because I really believe that if you find people with the right heart, the right drive, the right passion, or the right team player, which is huge for us, that you can teach them skills mm. um, that, that will help them find their greatest potential in their role. So for us, a lot of times, you know, we're not hiring the people who are most skilled in fundraising. In, Russell doesn't have a background in fundraising, no. but he has a background in skills that I knew would be good in fundraising, and he's really stepped up to the plate. Um, Kat really doesn't have a background in leadership of, of, of youth programs when it comes to marketing and fundraising all these things. But because I knew there were certain skills she did have in directing and, and, and investing in families and all that, she's been able to learn that skill set along the way. So I always look for people with the right heart and the right passion, and I believe the skills come along.
0: I see that. I see what you mean. So there are certain talents that people have, but there are skills and talents that are transferable in the right place if their interest is there, so their heart Big, like you all have in terms of collaboratively, but also one that goes towards that interest.
1: Yeah, totally. And the other thing too, the other thing that we that we look at is is sometimes people may start in one role and that might not be the right fit for them, but there are other things in the company that are the right fit for them. So we've done some switcheroos that have actually been really interesting. Like our director of minist- of administration used to actually be the director of the school, and our uh, director of the school it used to be the um, executive assistant and so we saw that the skill sets actually were were uh, opposite uh-huh. and so we switched them and now they both thrive in their areas and so you just have to kind of be keen to what what's happening in the life of their journey sure and we also have been pretty committed to we've made a couple of exceptions but pretty committed to hiring people that we already knew and trusted mm. and that we had worked with in some capacity which mm-hmm. is not always the case in a company uh, but we've been we've Pretty much stayed to that, other than a, just a couple of small exceptions.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you used intuition a lot, which is a lot like an artist. So, I see that you use art in your leadership as well, which is just really neat. Uh, we are going to be back in just a little while here on The Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. And although my co host isn't co hosting, he is here, Joshua Vickery. <laughs> We're so glad we are. We'll be right back in a few minutes on From The Heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, here with and without Joshua Vickery. <laughs> <laughs> I say without because he's not co-host today. He is a guest. And what an honor it is to interview him and also members of his team, his executive team. So we have Catherine Gray, Senior Director of Education and Youth Programs, Sean Middlebrook, Senior Director of Creative Development and Production, and Russell Stevens, Development Manager. Um, I asked during our break if you three would start off the story and the history of Central Florida Community Arts, the Reader's Digest version, but your memories and what makes it great of how this started,
3: and of course, Josh would chime in at will. Mm. Let's start with you, Kat. So um, for me, I've known Josh for quite a while, and at the time, he was working at Disney, and um, people kept coming into his studio where he was working um, at American Idol, and you know he would they would, they would audition for him and they're great singers. And he would go, so where are you singing here in Orlando or wherever you live? And they, they, nobody had a home unless they had a church. They didn't have anywhere to sing. So he came up with the idea, wouldn't it be fun to start a little community choir, just a little community choir. We'll get all of our friends together. At the time I was living up in New York and, um, I came back and, um, a whole team of people got together and he had this fun meeting in the garage at his house and he invited everybody that he knew and jonathan cole was the other co-founder and um all came over to the house and he presented this vision and if you know josh whenever he presents something everybody jumps on board it's very exciting Well, you came
0: down from new york well yeah
3: <laughs> so we have this meeting and um who wants, who wants to be a part of this choir? We all want to be a part of this choir. Awesome. So it was going to be an LLC. It was just going to be a little business after work. And um, we all went out and we and Josh and Jonathan and the team started putting together meetings in people's houses, little grassroots things. We'd go out and he had a presentation and talk through, we're going to have this community choir. Won't it be great? You can sing, we'll sing, this kind of stuff. So um, <clears throat> we were going to start 2011. And... Um, being the ambitious people that we were we thought wouldn't it be great if 50 people showed up but we're gonna have music for 75 just in case <laughs> eternal optimist so this stormy night comes we're like nobody's ever going to show up to this first meeting and but pe- cars start coming cars start coming we ended up with 152 singers <laughs> at the very first thing we didn't have enough music we didn't have enough room um, um but it was so exciting the very first note that the choir sang i think half of the team cried <laughs> i did i don't know if josh mm. did but, um, <clears throat> and then from there, we just moved on very quickly. Um, do you want to hear the whole story? Sure. It, let it, you pass one ready, or if someone knows something, go, <laughs> just keep it going, you three. Yes. You. Okay. So for the first show, we did, we did our first show. We did um, Salute to American Heroes. And it was beautiful. We had about 1,100, Josh.
1: We had 1,100 patrons at tickets, Yeah,
3: came came to that first show, and then so then and where was that performed? Yeah. Was that at Northland? It was at Orlando Baptist Church, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. we had connections there. Uh, both Josh and I had previously worked there, and they graciously offered their space. And so we had we had a great show. It was beautiful. Loved it. Um, and then um, we had asked friends to come in and be in the, the orchestra for it. Just a little a, a group of uh, musicians that came in. And then Sean, do you want to tell them about the orchestra? Well, I want to just
1: jump in real quick oh. at just some fun facts about that. So Greg Hudson yes. and Alice Smetherin Ramadan Bass was our first two narrators or wow. our very first show. And Justin Muchoni, who's our amazing orchestra conductor now, just wanted to be involved. And so he actually all he did was run the VIP reception for that very first we didn't have an orchestra at that point. So we had an orchestra and Clay Price actually came and conducted the overture. Wow. So it was like this all-star group of wonderful people yeah who helped us in that first concert wow and uh never knowing that justin would you know end up there was just no role for him but he wanted to be involved at that time and so he uh he likes to remind me that his that he started out as a vip you know reception (laughs) host um in the organization so now he
2: has his own coming up
1: and now he has his own vip reception that he's hosting as the guest so
0: wow sean what did you want to add
2: um well, I joined after that. I joined in 2012, and I actually worked with Joshua at American Idol mm-hmm. at one point back in the day, and you, Mary. <laughs> um, and so it's a small performing circle. And then a friend of mine had gotten involved. I don't even know how he got involved with. It. How did Nathan R- Poe come to po po us? Involved?
3: Brandon Fender. Brandon Fender, who is okay. also one of That's our right. founding mm-hmm. members.
2: Mm-hmm. And he called me one day. He knew that I was looking for get, to get involved in the arts outside of working at Disney. And um, he called me one day and said, "Hey, I have this this concert coming up. Do you want to work backstage?" And I said, "Sure." I had no idea what I was getting into. Didn't know very <laughs> much about CFC Arts at the time. Um, and you know, I got hooked after that. And I think well, you came the first time I met
1: you, Sean was we would because we didn't have a space at that time. You know, mm-hmm. we were still very grassroots and we it would have, always in your living room It was always at productions <laughs> in my little town home out by the airport and that's where Sean first uh where I first met Sean and I think we were planning for the maybe the 2013 Christmas show because I remember us laying out those papers all across the living room floor with ideas 2012 2012 that. Christmas show then. I think yeah. so Yeah and uh yeah, because you were there for Titanic in
2: 2012 yeah. already. So it was oh, planning. Gosh, so this must have been 2011. Yeah, we were, this, flies. We were <laughs> playing the spring show of 2012. And, and I think it was one of the the Christmas concerts. Nathan used to always be front of house and I was backstage. But it came production week and he got strep throat. Oh, and he asked me, hey, right. can you be front of house this week? And I, of course, said yes, because who else was going to do it? So I don't remember that. I that's just, amazing. Oh, we didn't really tell you everything. <laughs> we you're didn't want to stress them out. Um, so yeah, I jumped into front of house, and that's, I they ended up managing all the productions at Northland and then, you know, just got involved with everything.
0: Well, you're listening to 107.7 Magic FM. Uh, from the heart, I'm here with the leadership team, part of it, of Central Florida Community Arts with Joshua Vickery, and we're telling the story now of Central Florida Community Arts, and it's a great story. It's part of Orlando's legacy, not only your organization, because Orlando loves you, as does our state, and we'll get into that in a little while, too. Carry on, sir.
2: Well, I mean, I was, uh, I was started working on everything, and then I was living on a far end of town, and Nathan was living closer, and he was a good friend of mine. We worked together at work, and here at CFC Arts. And then he said, well, why don't we just move in together since, you know, you, we work together all the way in Longwood most of the time and you live really far away. And we have our production meetings via Bluetooth in the car on the drive home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we moved in together and then um, I just started getting involved with everything. You know, if I wasn't, I was working practically two full-time jobs, but it was fun, you know, because For us as performers and technicians mm-hmm. and such, that that's what we want to do. We'd rather, rather than sitting home watching television, we'd rather be doing something productive with our time.
1: And what Sean just said is so typical of so many people that the story of this organization is on their backs, really, is that so many people worked really two full-time jobs. Yes. They, they had their regular full-time job that paid the bills, and then they had another full-time job, most of them as volunteers, mm-hmm. helping us build this organization. And so our senior staff, really was all volunteers the first two years. And uh, I became the first first really paid employee in 2013 uh, as an employee of the company. But Sean was very typical of a lot of our wonderful people who built this organization, who, who had a job that paid them and then a job that paid them that they loved. And that's That must how have we,
0: felt great being able to offer them work at that point, going, you know what, now do this and here's... Pay.
1: Yeah, I remember when we first started being able to contract people and pay people stipends and it was wonderful, but it's interesting because now it's a little bit, and probably Kat can can agree with this, but there's the journey of you get so excited to pay people and then you get to where you actually start having a little bit of money and it's like, okay, now everyone gets to get paid. Mm-hmm. What happened to the passion and the energy and the excitement that everybody gave that f- the fuel that now everybody wants to get a paycheck what happened to the people that just love to do it because it's making a difference you know and so there are people who still do that but it's finding that balance because in the beginning nobody got paid Mm -hmm. even jonathan and i just put all of our profit back into the company and uh, didn't take a check until a year and a half into it and so we we did it was all about just building it and and seeing the difference it was making um and so now we have um well 13 full-time and part-time employees and 90 contract team members so, it's a lot of people will take care of, but in the beginning, it was just. Uh, it wasn't important. Like, yeah, it was. You just didn't think about it.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, I wanted the experience and I wanted to do something in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: did you all know what you were building at the time? Did you have no, an idea that no. it would come to this? Yeah. No,
3: that's the thing. At the very beginning, it, it was supposed to be a one day a week choir. It was just supposed to be, there was no vision really for all these other programs that we offered. The orchestra came along because um they played in the first orchestra just as guests and then they go well we would like our own orchestra too and so you know the 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 plan moving forward with that was well it we'll just do it the same way we did the choir except we didn't necessarily put the intentional work into it like we did with the choir because it was such a great success let's do the same thing with the orchestra at our very first rehearsal and we had 13 people show up, 11 people show up, and And weren't most of them one instrument, did I remember? Yeah, they were four (laughs) French French horns (laughs) and one string instrument, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, not an orchestra, but they persisted, and they went and got the word out, and it is huge today, over a hundred, right? 160. Uh, 160. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. They have a beautiful concert coming up next week that we'll probably Mm -hmm. tell you about in a little bit, but it's going to be amazing. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: Russell, uh, tell us about your role and how you've seen it grow since you've been a part of it in relation to the organization growing.
4: Well, so I, I, out of everybody here, I'm by far the newest to the organization. Um, I didn't start participating as a volunteer until last spring. I came on board for the night of the red carpet concert as a legacy singer. I auditioned and was welcomed in after a couple of friends of mine that had been in legacy had been campaigning for me to come in and audition for a year and a half. And I was like, okay, I can do it now. So I did. Um, and then come around Thanksgiving. It was right around, I started in the office the Monday after Thanksgiving this past year. Um, And as Josh said previously, I have no background in fundraising past having to raise money for a trip to Disney World when I was in middle school show choir. Um, Which was...
2: good at it. (laughs) Well,
4: I I mean, I think that a lot of the success has been found in um, just kind of how I go about intentionally cultivating my relationships with my friends and loved ones spending intentional time with people and making sure that you know that they're valued past just the money that they're putting in your pocket or the music that they're playing at your concert is anybody can do that anybody can write a check anybody can come and play a concert but to to make sure that you're cultivating this community of people and where everyone's contributions and and talents are genuinely valued and someone said earlier when you leave any interaction with josh you don't think that he was focused on you, you know for a fact that mm. he was focused on you, which has been absolutely incredible for me because all of my background is corporate, either at the theme parks or in hospitality, where I'm lucky if my manager knows my last name, mm. let alone you know what I'm doing this weekend and what, what what we're looking forward to for the summer or what our goals are for the next six months, the next year, the next two years. Um, but my 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 role has been. A lot of learning um, I'm I'm kind of a party planner just in my personal life because I grew up in Alabama and that's what my mom raised me to do is <laughs> throw parties and <laughs> make people make sure people have a good time well you're um, a
0: good host because I attended one of your parties <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mentioned to Russell on the way here I still have on my kitchen table his handwritten thank you note mm-hmm. from one of the fundraisers I attended and why because it's rare to get a handwritten note saying thank you and to say something personal in there and so thank you for your thank you. Uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting
1: that you bring that up, Mary, because the hand, handwritten notes is one of the reasons why Russell got hired <laughs> with us. Because we had, uh, had had met with him and um, he followed up with a handwritten from the desk of Russell Stevens. Beautiful note. And that's so rare. That mm-hmm. really is rare. Mm-hmm. And um, just his background and when he was working with a hotel, taking care of people and just how I had seen him interact with other artists. I knew that's the kind of person I wanted taking care of our donors and um, so he's a perfect fit for the role.
0: (laughs) Well we just saw a high five between (laughs) Sean and Russell. (laughs) 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 When we come back we're going to talk a little bit about um, what you asked on your podcast when you revealed this new season you asked those watching live to please tell you why the arts are important and why Central Florida Community Arts is very special. I'm going to ask each of you to answer that. Mm -hmm. And we will be right back, listeners. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt on From the Heart, 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here today talking with some of the executive team and the executive director and founder of Central Florida Community Arts, Joshua Vickery. I'm very excited to have you all here as our guests. We've been talking about uh, what you offer, how you began. We're going to talk about your new season. But before we get there, I would like to ask you something that you asked those on your live feed on Facebook who were watching to tell you why the arts are important to them and what makes Central Florida community arts special to them? Actually, I think it was phrased by Rob Lott, uh, what do you love about Central Florida community mm-hmm. arts? So I'm going to ask each of you that question, and uh, let's see where it leads. Kat, how about we begin with you? Uh, why are the arts important?
3: So the arts are important to me because I, I <clears throat> my job, the best part of my job, is that I get to oversee all of our youth programs, and every day I get to see kids whose lives are being changed through their participation in the arts. So, um, you know, we, we have we've, we've got great programs, but kids will come in from foster homes, from children's homes, um, just from families that have never gotten to participate in the arts. And I watch their lives change. They come in shy little things. You know, they, they, they don't have uh, skills for building friendships yet or um, being confident on stage. And I watch I watch them turn into confident, creative little teamwork people. And it's 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 the kind of skills that you can take through life whether or not you're going to be in the arts, um, it, it benefits your life incredibly. And then CFC Arts specifically, for me, I, I you know, I started off singing in our choir and directing some of our shows, but for me, um, CFC Arts is it's a family. It's a place that I get to work around um, people that I love all the time. And I get, sorry, I just cry all the time. She <laughs> cries a lot. <laughs> I do. I cry a lot. Um, so does Mary.
1: But sometimes she laughs and <laughs> cries at the same time. It's beautiful.
4: Oh, like still Magnolias. Yeah, it's oh, perfect. Oh,
3: dear. So I, I just, I I love CFC Arts because it's a safe place to um, to do what I love and to be around people that I love and watch lives change because of it.
0: That's beautiful. And you have a big part in that. Thank you. I'm glad you're here today. Russell.
4: So the arts matter to me. Uh if you know Pippin, he sings about finding his corner of the sky, and that's mm-hmm. how the arc of the show fills out. That's the arts have given me my corner of the sky. Uh, growing up in, in North Alabama when I was a kid, I never clicked in in sports. I hated. I didn't... Everybody was watching Space Jam and all these movies and I was like, I know. And then I found Cats and Les Mis and Phantom (laughs) and wore out my mom's vinyl of the original Broadway cast of Les Mis and learned a lot of colorful language for a Um, (laughs) seven-year-old. And no exaggeration, my my, my life has been saved by the arts. Um, High school was not a good time for me like it is for anyone. It was terrible. And had my high school drama teacher not put the cast album of Wicked in my hand and I hadn't heard someone else grow and flourish and learn how to live their life because of this musical journey that she goes on, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. I know that with certainty. So, I owe, I literally owe my life to the arts. And, and what do
0: you love most about Central Florida Community Arts?
4: Well, I'm going to steal someone else's words to explain it because they said it a lot better than I did for anybody that likes Parks and Rec as much as I do. It's my favorite show. <laughs> uh, Leslie Nope, who I like to think I take after a little bit, and I see a lot of her in Josh as well, which is why I love working for him and with him. Uh, she quoted Ro- Teddy Roosevelt as saying, far and away, the best prize that life has to offer is a chance to work hard at worth work at work worth doing. And she went on to add that what makes work worth doing is getting to do it with people that you love. Mm. And I knew the first day that I stepped foot in that office with my little box. I literally brought a box of crayons on my first day of work. <laughs> and my photos from my trip to Disneyland last summer to put on my desk. I knew when everybody in this office wrapped their arms around me and welcomed me in. Um, I told them in staff meeting the other I, day, I dropped the ball on a pretty big project last week. And any other place that would have worked, they would have stood back and laughed at me for dropping the ball everybody picked up the ball and put it back in my hands, and that's why I love CFC Arts.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Sean?
4: I feel like I should have a script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did to get you yours? <laughs> why are the
0: arts important to you? And, um, and why do you think they're important in general?
2: I think, um, for me, I mean, uh, my, my interest in the arts is slightly different. Uh, I'm not a performer. Um, I was when I was younger, and then in college I decided that I wanted to be behind the scenes, and so being a stage manager or a designer um, or the person who has the Excel spreadsheet in their head um, (laughs) was my forte, and that's what I was always interested in, and I'm thankful for my family, who my aunt actually every year for my birthday used to take me to a touring show in Boston. We lived outside of Boston, and um, my mom would always ask, how was the show, and I don't mean the light. (laughs) Because I always wanted to get there 30 minutes before, sit down and look up to see what, okay, well, how are they going to do this? And how is it going to work? And how is it going to have that? Mm. And so for me, um, it just, it felt right. Like immediately I knew that something about the performance and the performing um, was able to reach me in a different way. So uh, it's important to me because I feel like that everyone should have that experience. Mm. Um, and I think what I like about CFC Arts is... No, what do you love about CFC Arts? Oh, god? <laughs> what, I, what I love about CFC, <laughs> CFC Arts yeah. is that I... I... For me, it, you know, on a selfish note, it provided me with the ability to finally connect with the community. Mm. I lived here in Orlando and I worked for our local theme parks. Uh, but I... That's... That, that wasn't what identified me. Mm-hmm. And so what identified me was as a Floridian or someone who lives in Orlando wasn't just that I worked at a theme park because that I that was so disconnected. Um, it gave me a great opportunity. I loved my job and everything I got to do was excellent, but I didn't feel like a part of the community. So what was really important to me is that now working with CFC Arts, I feel like that I'm actually a part of the Orlando scene and I get to reach out and interact with people from so many different backgrounds. And that's the, I think that's the biggest part for me.
0: Hmm. Okay, great. Joshua. Yes. Why are the arts important? Oh gosh, I didn't
1: know you were going to ask me the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think what all three of them said is amazing. I mean, I, I, I would say that probably the most important thing for the arts is it gives people an outlet to express and to feel more comfortable in being themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we kick on characters on stage that actually might be more of who we are, but we're afraid to admit it in life, which helps us to become more of who we are in life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So what all three of my wonderful team members and and peers said is, is right on. So for me, I think it's 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 an outlet to express yourself and to be who you truly are uh, in the arts. And why I love CFC Arts is that um, it it all comes back to community. It, it really does. It it allows people to connect. I see on social media all the time these photos of groups of people, and I and they all met through CFC Arts in some mm-hmm. way. And it happens in so many. And I think to myself so many times, I'll sit in the quietness of my home and I'll look at that photo and I'll think, I wonder. This, each one of their lives would be so different if they had not intersected with CFC arts. Mm. And so for me, it reminds me that our mission is so much bigger than the arts, mm-hmm. that the arts is actually just the catalyst to create change in a person's life or create change in our community as a whole. And, um, and that's, that's the power of the arts. Um, is the arts are important because it allows us to express, but the power of the arts is that it literally changes lives and changes community. And um, I think this organization is proving that in a big way.
0: I agree with you. Uh, so does our governor who invited you to lunch next week. Dinner. <laughs> dinner. dinner. Oh, excuse Not me. <laughs> dinner. Excuse me. Oh, you're, you're so right. very personal, Mary. It is dinner, yes. As, <laughs> I'm a, just as one of our state's communi- greatest community leaders. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I think that's I'm amazing. Very I'm very honored. I'm proud to know you. I hope they have VIP bags. a free spa there or something. Free massage. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, uh, I'm just going to chime in, too. I think that the arts are important because they tell our story. I said this mm-hmm. on day one to you, that at the end of the day, they, people in the future will learn about us from what we leave in our writings and in our books and in our uh, recordings, if they if they get that. I mean, we even sent some up to space. They mm-hmm. thought to put in a, in a shuttle uh, Louis Armstrong and the Beatles and mm-hmm. um, Andy Warhol. So, I mean, that means a mm-hmm. lot that even our scientists, who are great thinkers, are thinking, no, let them know us by what we value. And I think it gives confidence. Walt Disney said, uh, get good at something and that will give you confidence. Mm-hmm. And it, That's transferable.
1: Well, the arts are so important that we just keep creating more and more programs. And mm-hmm. we talked a little about the choir, the orchestra, some of the youth programs that we do. And um, we, we partner with school systems and foster care organizations and, and community partners. We also have a full theater program uh, led by the wonderful and talented Donald Um oh, uh, yes. We have a school of performing arts that's led by Killian Buckley. Um, we have um, legacy, and all of our artists are are led by Scott Kincaid. And uh, Bia Silva helps. Shout out to Bia, mm-hmm. Bia, Bia, who helps out uh, Russell and Marissa's our box office manager. Rob Lot, who's so much a part of the thread of the story, is kind and of one our of your biggest catalyst. directors there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Fender, who's one of our our lead show directors, and then we have a whole arts and wel- Matt Heim, who's our new senior director of marketing communications. But One of the most beautiful parts of our organization is that we have um, uh, arts and wellness programs. Mm. Really the flagship of that is our musical minds that we've talked about Mm -hmm. a couple times on here. Um, That's led by Kevin Harris, uh, but that's a choir for people with early stages of Alzheimer's and dementia. So we have about 1,100 artists that participate on any given season in all the different programs. And really, we exist um, to make the arts affordable and accessible to everyone. So, um, What next?
0: We have a few minutes. What next? What do you want to see down the road, everybody here, for Central Florida community? Well, I
1: want to see us have a successful summer and fall (laughs) season, (laughs) which we just launched. And you can check out on our website, cfcarts.com slash events. Mm -hmm. 17 different shows happen in summer and fall. Uh, But what's next is um, really we're just going to keep going until we can help make the arts accessible to people and we look at the word of accessibility and diversity and sustainability and we want to make sure that our grandkids, our great-grandkids and our great-great-great-great-grandkids have the opportunity to thrive in CFC Arts.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. I have a surprise for you. What's that? Well, when I watched your rollout and you're bringing back the women's ensemble, I'm going to join it. <gasps> <gasps> Yay. That's awesome. Yums. I told some of the gals there that I met, they said, why don't you join? And it made it sound like fun. This was like two years ago. And I said, maybe I will. And I... I like the idea of it being small and just women. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And
1: mm-hmm. the show is called Showstoppers, right? Mm-hmm. Or Leading Ladies Showstoppers. Leading Ladies Showstoppers. So how perfect of I a, didn't even
0: know what it was called. I went, oh, okay, I'll do it. How perfect of a <laughs> show for you,
1: Mary <laughs> Thompson? Friday, right? November mm-hmm. 17th. <laughs> 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 says our director of creative and production. He knows
0: everything. So, yeah, I'm, I decided that. I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. What a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, oh yes! Yeah, so and uh, now back to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just thought we were hanging out talking. <laughs> I get that close. We pride <laughs> ourselves on
1: just being conversational, and you forgot we were actually on a radio show. Oh God, I don't have a co-host today.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been a lot of fun, my friends. Uh, for all of you sitting here that are not Joshua, is there a vision that you would like to see for Central Florida Community Arts? What legacy would you like to see left one day, a hundred years from now, by this organization?
3: Well, I I would love to see, and I know it is it is the vision of our organization, to take what we're doing here and duplicate it in the seven county areas. Mm-hmm. Ah. So um, Orange County and Seminole County are not the only areas that need the arts. There are kids, there are parents, there are families everywhere that need exactly what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So just replicating that everywhere. And then just making sure that everything we do is accessible mm-hmm. to every person who wants to be in the arts, whether or not you know they usually have the financial resources for it. Well, speaking of accessible,
0: Russell, why don't you take this? If someone out there who never heard of Central Florida Community Arts for whatever reason Mm -hmm. is just hearing about it, how will they get in touch if they want to find out what's available for them?
4: Uh, we have cfarts.com, which is our website. It has all of our ticket lists or our production listings. You can buy tickets on the website. There are contact forms if you have any questions. There's information about all of our staff members and program areas. And if you if there's something that you want information about that our website doesn't address, give us a call. We're at 407 937 1800. Any of us will be able to pick up the phone and, and talk to you and make sure that you get on board as a patron or as a donor or as a member or as a volunteer. Any any way that you could ever possibly want to get involved, we want to make sure that we can make that happen for you. And
0: to any of you here, what do you need? What do you need from our community that you could use more of right now? Money. <laughs> 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 Seriously, if someone wants to donate No, money, we need th-
1: volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. I mean, we always need mm-hmm. money, of course, but we're in the process of launching a volunteer company. So you can also check that out on our website of how to get involved. But um, it takes hundreds of volunteers to run our operation, our shows and our programs and our summer camps and all of those things. And so we need people who also are performers who just want to um, join us as volunteers. So that's a, I know that's a big need we have.
0: Well, I just, was just invited to a meeting for volunteers where I work uh, as as a thank you for hours I have put into volunteering. and It's mm. been through here. Oh, yay.
1: Mm.
2: I there love that. You.
0: Thank you, Chris. Thank
2: you, Central Florida Community Arts. John, um, final word. I think um, I'm excited for the next season. And something that I would double with Joshua is that volunteers. Volunteers really help us to get the word out, not just within our area, but also to help us to complete our mission by bringing the arts out to all the different counties around us.
1: And Sean, you're hosting, um, because this will air Sunday night Mm -hmm. and that next That next week, you're hosting a little get-together, right?
2: Yes. Monday, June 19th um, at 8 p.m. at Calvary Orlando, I have an info session for anyone who's interested in production. If you're interested in volunteering or being a part of our production team. And they can call what
0: number to get more information if they need it?
2: um, That one, they can call 407-937-1800, and there's a line for production. Or you can just email um, production at cfcommunityarts.com.
1: And that's lighting, set design, audio costuming anything um that maybe even if you just have an interest in it you can Mm -hmm. come and check it out with Sean. join us
0: all right well i can't tell you for thank you so much for being my guest joshua i can't wait to have you back as a (laughs) co-host i'm mary thompson hunt thank you for joining us on magic 107.7 fm from the heart